Welcome to the Human Habit Podcast, where we bring you insights into everyday human behavior and help you to change your habits, change your life and transform yourself. I'm your host and brother, Ibrahim Salaman, the Human Habit Guy, a street scientist in the school of everyday life. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the podcast. A'udhu billahi minash shaitan rajeem. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah rabbil alameen. Wa salatu wa salam ala rasulullah. Rabbi shrahli sadri wa sirli amri wa hlal uqtatan min lisani yafqaw qawli ama ba'd. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillah rabbil alameen. All praise and all thanks due to Allah. Hi everyone. I hope you are good and well in good health and imam of faith. Inshallah. And in today's episode, we have a very, very special guest. It's an honor and a pleasure to have my dear brother, Shaf Khan, the first entrepreneur on the Human Habit Podcast, a successful entrepreneur, mashallah, and the owner and the CEO of Munchies in London Road and Donalds, in the beautiful city of Sheffield, UK. Munchies is a fast food restaurant and takeaway outlet, and mashallah, a successful, thriving business. So today... We're going to learn a lot from his experience, journey, knowledge and its wisdom, inshallah. I'm so looking forward to it. I'm really excited. And Shaf, welcome to the Human Habit Podcast, bro. Thank you for having me, Brother Ibrahim. And it's, uh, it will be a pleasure to have a conversation with you. Inshallah. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule. I know I've been hassling you for the last few days. <laughs> You're most welcome, most welcome. Inshallah. <laughs> I really appreciate that and so inshallah and without further ado I know you're a busy man so inshallah I'll start with my questions to pick your brains for your knowledge and experience and your yeah, journey let's go, let's inshallah go. why did you want to become an entrepreneur is there a story experience or someone who inspired you I think growing up I always felt at my peak when I did things to my potential and I felt I was pushing my own limits. I only felt comfortable when I was uncomfortable. And I discovered that from a very young age, from the way my father used to push me through my studies, through um, the social relationships, the thing that we used to get to do as a social group, like skydiving, like um, you know, crazy sports. Even, even like growing up as well, like if you were to trace it back to the upbringing, yeah. we, like m- myself and my family, we've, we've been through more changes than a traditional family would have. Like we used to live in Hong Kong. Yeah. Yeah. Like we, we moved to the UK, which is a whole different culture, culture shock because you know, when I when I came here I didn't really know English. I came at the age of seven. Yeah. But I'm the youngest of six siblings. So the youngest, yeah. Youngest, the youngest of six siblings. Yeah. So the language that was spoken at home was Cantonese or the English. The habits were more Chinese <laughs> related. Right? Yeah. So having to change all that and having to adapt in the, an environment of the West was a challenge in itself, but it was something that we adapted and it was it was a great change. But I think that kind of helped me be able to change and be able to adapt to new environments rather than be paralyzed by new environments. Yeah. So when I went to university, yeah. there was a placement year and I went on the placement. Um, it was for a reputable company, but I really, really, really hated being there. And I had, hate, hate is a very, very bad yeah. word, right? Strong word, it's yeah. It's a very, very strong word. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't use it much. But you had that feeling there. But, 
the beauty of mm. using that strong word with that example <laughs> is yeah. because that then forced me to have a have a life change. Yeah. Because so it's a trigger. I it like was a trigger. trigger. Yeah, it was a trigger. Yeah. And prior to that, my yeah. whole vision was to one day work in a corporate, one day work in a building job, wearing a three piece, and working nine to five. That was always what I wanted. Yeah. Until I, I did it for one year. In that placement. Yes. And I realized that more so than the environment, more so than the job in itself, it was the fact of having having a job where it didn't instigate enough mental digging, think, thinking. It didn't push me enough. It didn't stimulate you because of your experience like that. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. And I, I didn't feel at my optimum yeah. ever. So after that, I made a decision that I would consider more options. It still was not clear. Yeah. And then um, once I graduated, at that moment in time, I was still a um, I was a manager at Primark. Yeah. Uh, on on the because uh, I did that alongside uni. Mm. Um, and then I applied for a few jobs, and I was getting refused for a few jobs. And I thought, you know what? No, I'm I'm gonna do it my I'm gonna do it just my way. Yeah. And then we was going to someone gave me an idea. We was gonna open a, 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 a chapati concept actually. Yeah. And then I was sat with the graphic designer and the shop fitter, and they literally said, you know what, Chef, it is a, it's a very bad concept, it's not going to work, all this sort of stuff. And I said, you know what, thank you for telling me that, because I believe the same thing. Yeah. This chapati concept is not going to work, because <laughs> I have no passion for it anyway. Yeah. It was just an idea someone else gave me who was going to help me out with some of the finances. Yeah. So I said, right, listen, on the spot we decided munchies, on the spot we designed the logo, on the spot munchies went ahead. Yeah. That's how the story brought me to the beginning of munchies. Mashallah, mashallah. Okay, so just to um, go back a few steps, and um, your family, I didn't even know. So you, you were you born in, where were you born? Were so you I was born, born in Hong Kong. Hong Kong, yeah. Hong Kong. You, so your dad and your family, did your dad and family always live out there? Yeah, yeah. So from, my dad, my dad moved from Pakistan to Hong Kong. Hong, yeah. And um, he lived there for 33 years. And then he obviously got married in that time. Got and married. You guys, and yeah. In that time, yeah. all my siblings were born as well. Yeah, my son. And then we came here in 2001. Yeah. Was well, your dad an entrepreneur mindset, mindset like yourself? Would you say, oh, did he work for a company? My dad was did not have an entrepreneur mindset yeah. at all, actually. Like the, the, the for thing, corporation companies successful there and yeah, that's yeah. He, was, he was he was a, he was a hard worker yeah and that was the thing with my father that's the thing that I took from my father yeah like, and it is a bit brutal yeah right? but I think anyone that achieves something yeah. out of the box yeah is seen as a bit abnormal yeah, yeah. right yeah because you think I different think, isn't it exactly yeah. and I think the trait that my father passed on to mm. me was mm. the fact that taking rest mm. For the sake of mm. taking rest every day, yeah, is a weak mentality. Yeah, and that needs to change. Yeah, you can take a rest mm. once every quarter, once every three months, yeah. once every two months. Yeah, but if you're not constantly on the go, yeah, every day, mm. you're so not working hard. So you feel you. So your dad like for that mentality of in constantly always pushing yourself, working hard. So that that's where that entrepreneurial mindset into you because you were a bit different then like you said you you didn't want to work for someone else but you wanted to push yourself so yeah you learned that habit from a young age to constantly like stimulate yourself do you think that's why when you were you know when you went to the um, placement do you think because you were so you had a high threshold of pushing yourself that when you went there there was no stimulation like in do you think that could that's, be that's exactly the case that yeah is exactly the case yeah. and i think 
one one um where it stems from yeah. was my father would very rarely say well done. Yeah. But I I knew that he was proud of me for doing a certain yeah, thing. Yeah. Like when I used to pass my exams or when I did a certain significant yeah. thing. But he never used to say well done. But I don't know how kids of today would react to that. Yeah. Maybe they might just never improve because the parents are never proud of them. Yeah. But I knew yeah. my parents were proud of me. Yeah. But they never said well done. Mm. And that just made me want to push more to get that long. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of a motivating factor for you yeah. in a way you pushed it. Yeah. But that was like, it's mm. interesting to think like, mm. if I could have had the flip perspective, I could have said, oh, well, I don't really get the well done pat on the back for doing the stuff so let me just not do it at all yeah yeah I suppose yeah because it could have a negative consequence like yeah. effect but on you actually it had a positive impact because you, you kept improving yourself Definitely. so yeah so to, okay so that and then and then so that idea of this idea of the, um, the business to have a business idea to, yeah, the chapati to chapati, yeah, chapati is the word I was looking for so that that so when you realised that was not going to work and you had a feeling it was not going to work and then the that obviously the feedback from the other guys as well. So is that when the idea for Munchies was born? So the idea of Munchies was born yeah. before. Oh, okay, right? you had that in your heart it anyway. It was in my heart. Yeah. And I think that was also a, a, a big moment in my life because I was always mm. hanging on to other people's things yeah. and trying to run with it, mm. though I, I was not believing. Yeah. Right? And since then, what I've learned is, if I don't believe in a certain thing, regardless if the entire room are siding with one idea, yeah. I'll, I'll listen, I'll understand. I may even take time away and go away and try to consume why there's a majority pushing towards a certain idea, and I'm on the I'm on the other side. Yeah, I'll think, I'll think. But if my gut and after the whole analysis, mm. if my heart is still not there, I am very, very, very comfortable sitting against. Mm. A majority and say, do you know what? I don't agree with that. Yeah, I have to go elsewhere. That's good. And I think with that, I was able to grow my confidence. Yeah, and grow towards a concept which I just call total confidence. Yeah, and I just push myself <laughs> towards yeah. that. Yeah, and I think the more you, the the closer you get to total confidence, I believe it's 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 it's, it's a it's, it's a progress, right? It's a progress, yeah. right? You constantly get towards that. Mm. But it, you live much more comfortable yeah. within your own skin yeah. when you when you know you feel alive in it. Hey, when when yeah. you know that, hey, you know this is my decision, yeah. and I have the right to make the final decision. Yeah. Where even if everyone else disagrees, it's fine. You believe it's me, fine. Yeah. Okay, it's fine. Yeah. But I can say my point. Let's say if it's a decision where we know we've had many many times where you know because we have a team and I can't disregard anyone's opinion. Yeah. You know whenever. There has been an opinion. I'm more than comfortable to say, look, this is my opinion, right? Mm. And it's totally against all yours. Yeah. Yeah? So, and this has happened for, for, for many, many years now. Yeah. So, experience-wise, you realize to you trust your gut. You trust yeah. your gut now. You've learned to... Just the other thing I wanted to go back was, you said from a young age, you discovered you were comfortable. Yeah. What age would you say you were when you discovered that you were comfortable, like, making your own way, like... You know, growing up, I had many, 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 many uncomfortable situations. Yeah. Which I don't really want to go into. Many, many, many uncomfortable situations. And that happened because I did not speak up. Right? So, that was that was the trigger yeah. that told me, hey, one day 
I want to get to a place where I can say what I need to say. Yeah. So that's taught you a lesson, like life lesson. Yeah. yeah. So that was the trigger point. And mm. then it's been a progress ever since. Ever since, yeah. That's good. Okay. And what did you want to be when you were a kid and why? Is that office? Did you just have that vision of working in the office? Is that what you were thinking? Yeah, I always... Um, I was what did you study in university as well? Like, so I did international business at university. Mm-hmm. I, went to a, I did A-level as, as well at King Edwards. Uh, got very good A-levels. Yeah. In, in psychology. Yeah. In, in psychology, business, yeah. That's how we connect with them. <laughs> yeah, in, in business economics. Yeah. As well. And, um, so the vision, did you have a crystal clear vision from a young age when you had the university, the A-levels? Or were you still... Okay, so yeah. I wanted to... I was always inspired by the pure high-rises in London, right? Yeah. And in Hong Kong. Because yeah. I've grown up around skyscrapers. Yeah, skyscrapers. Yeah. And I always wondered, like, who works at the top of those? And what yeah. do you have to do to achieve that? Yeah, yeah. And then when I, when I delved into it, one of the categories was banking. And one of the categories was this. And the more I grew up and the more uh, I became conscious of the dynamics of banking, the yeah. more I became against the fact of interest, right? Yeah. So I'm totally against interest. It's a yeah, conversation yeah. that I've had many, many debates Yeah, on. obviously Islamic's perspective yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. So, but then, you know, I found my, I believe I found my true self in being able to solve problems. Yeah. And I think that was, that, that was what it was at. So you were like, you become a problem solver. You yeah. like problem solving yeah, and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So you had that when you, uh, initially, then when you were planning to go university A-levels, you, because you was inspired by your surrounding of the high, you're just thinking that. But then obviously when you went into the university and you worked in there, you realized this wasn't for you, innit? Yes. Okay. So knowing what you now know, is there anything you would do differently? You know, when you started at the munchies, like your entrepreneurial journey, okay. like... Okay, there's many things. Yeah. Um, this last four and a half years yeah. have been a huge, huge study. Yeah. And I can say it's been... The, the intensity of learning yeah. has been more so than ever in my life. Yeah. And the reason why I say that is one of the, one of the things that I would change if I... If if I could go back, yeah. or should I say, one of the things that I've learned not to do going forward is, firstly, you have a vision. Yeah. Right? I have a vision. Yeah. Okay? For the company, for and yourself. Whenever right? there's anything that contradicts that vision, yeah. At times, I have been compromising. Yeah. Of that vision, because I feel like I'm in a deprived position. For example, <laughs> let's say certain staff that would take liberties, mm. right, or a group of staff that would take liberties and. And really go against the grain yeah. of, of, of the vision at the, at the business. Yeah. I was more sort of accepting of that and compromising of the vision because there was a certain element of, hey, where am I going to find more staff? Where am I going to find more people? But as I grew, I realized that everything requires a system yeah. and you can automate anything. And a true, a good business is a knob, essentially, right? Yeah. Like, on this microphone, you have a knob. Yeah. You turn it, the volume goes down, you turn it, the volume goes up. Similarly, as your sales rise, you should, the knob should be, hey, now we have a system where we've got a person yeah. who looks after the hiring, mm. and hey, we need some more people. They then go and hire. Yeah. Oh, we don't need some more people. Let's reduce some shift. It's a knob that we drop down. Yeah. Okay? It's a simple so system. So there's a system. So, where I was compromising was because I, I did not understand the concept of systemizing and automating these sort of procedures. Yeah. In business, you can systemize and automate every, yeah. every single aspect of it. Yeah. Down to the customer experience. Yeah. Mashallah, <laughs> yes. So you learn. So, from, so at that beginning, because you didn't have that system in place, you would compromise 
and you're fishing because of maybe say that person you feel you need them or whatever. Is that what exactly, you feel? Exactly. Yeah. That was one thing. And another thing was um, it was it was you know I'm all, I'm very hard on myself in the sense that I would see it as a victim mentality where okay we know that if we invested in a new grill for example yeah. it cost eight times as much as this one that we've got yeah which would probably clear our bank accounts out mm. right I'm talking about when we when we like the first year yeah they would probably empty me fully yeah I knew that would give us a better burger yeah and a better finish but. I didn't do it because oh we need some cash in the bank we need this we need that yeah. whereas now that mentality is gone yeah there's no worry in the world of going down to zero because mm. it's always an investment yeah. it's a game of investment yeah. hey we need to if you look at the domino store currently right now it's having a huge makeover it's got new grills that have been flown from the USA yeah. it's getting the top notch done I'm not saying that that didn't scratch the bank accounts. It yeah. absolutely did. Yeah. However, it's an investment for the future. What yeah. that does, that then gives a better result, and then there's an investment into more items being sold. Yeah, right? yeah, the quality, and, and it's is. about having it on that mindset and yeah. not constantly thinking about the end game. I think you know you can you can talk to um, you know my old self, shall I say? Yeah, before yeah. we put fingers anywhere else, mm. and you can you can say that hey, we was always thinking of oh, we need some cash on the side because what else am I earning for? What else is this business yeah. for? No, no, no. My, my, my mentality is fully flipped now. Yeah. This thing needs to grow and it needs to grow in a way and we need to give it every bit of fuel that we have to get it to grow. Yeah. You right? know, that group, that reminds me, I was going to say, how do you define success for yourself and your company? Is it profit and growth, thriving team, satisfied customer, achieving work-life balance? Because that's kind of related to the that what you're just talking about I now, think isn't it? If you was to ask me to choose one metric, yeah. Look, the driving factor, yeah. Let me, for your let, measure, let, yeah. Let, me let me get around this answer, okay? Yeah. Without profit, mm. you don't survive. Yeah. So that's an inevitable, inevitable factor. Yeah. But we don't focus on that number and base that growth on all oh, we are growing or we are very very successful. Yeah. Metrically, mm. as a business, yes, we do look at that. Yeah, of course, yeah. But if you was to ask me, the more leaders mm. we have in the business, yeah. the more we feel, the, the more I feel we're progressing. So you feel like a thriving team, would you say? Absolutely. Yeah. Leaders. Yeah. Leaders. leaders yeah. People that can lead from the top and move the business. Yeah. That's, that's how I define it. If you look at like people like Shanawaz in Don, right? Yeah. Doing an absolutely astounding, matchless job. Yeah. He's become a leader. Mm. Okay. From a time where when he newly started, hesitant. Yeah. I mean, if, you look, if you look at a man's progress, like, you know, maybe he's a guy you may want to have a chat with one yeah. day. You know, I, I, he was a guy that was. When we needed anything from the freezer, we would shout and he would run from the back and bring stuff. Yeah. That's all he was. Yeah. He never touched anything. He never made anything. Yeah. Because he never had the confidence of reading a receipt and doing something which would eventually go to a customer. Yeah. No, no, no. I can't yeah. do that. I'm not capable. It was the difficult conversations that ended up pushing him yeah. towards saying, hey, listen, you've got no choice but to learn this thing. Yeah. So he's developed, that? yeah. Right? And he's gone in there and he's become a leader and he's yeah. doing a great, great, great yeah. job. Who is this? What's his name? Shanawas. Shanawas, yeah. yeah. If you look at the London Road example, you've got great leaders. If you look at Shaw, when Shaw started, he was not the seasoned leader. He was not the seasoned leader as he is now. Whereas yeah. now, if you speak to, if you watch his leadership, 
he can have a conversation toe to toe with you yeah, and, and, and make sure that you know where he stands. Yeah, so he's right? grown. He's, he's grown. grown. And you yeah. look at Ayaz as a young Ayaz, mashallah, yeah, young guy. Mashallah, yeah. I, was, I told him, um, I told him, I was talking to him the other day when he told me his age is 18. I said, mashallah, I said, that's good, you know. Yeah. From yeah. I said, by the time you're 25, I already can see that if you carry on like that, I told him before, I said to mashallah, you're going to be a future leader in here because I said, look, you're 18 and you're learning under pressure. And yeah, the pressure and growth. Yeah. Even if you look at him as an 18 year old, he's yeah. really pushed beyond the boundaries of what's acceptable. Mm. Like, this is another thing. That's good, you know? yeah. That's like, good. Like, I may be good diverting a little bit. Yeah, right? no, that's good. It's yeah. another thing. Yeah. Society yeah. looks at cap. Yeah. And society wants to program you into where you should be yeah. in your life. Limited mindset. How you should be thinking. Mm. Right? There's. No, listen. Yeah. I'm a big believer in a concept called condensing time frame. Yeah, right? condensing condensing time frame. You know, if you scroll through life, scrolling through life meaning your TikTok, your Instagrams, your Facebooks, and your Snapchats, right? Yeah, and you do the whole usual thing. You go out with your friends, and you do all this sort of stuff. You go with the grain of society, yeah. right? At the age of eighteen, you are going to be like seventy, eighty percent of the society of eighteen-year-olds out there. Yeah. Now, if you go against the grain, which is what Ayaz is doing, working six days a week, absolutely. Investing yeah. in himself and the future, and, as we, and he's got the correct leaders around him, like myself, yeah. like Sean, yeah. like the opportunity he's been given mm. to grow. And what he's doing is he's not seeing it as a victim mentality, which I see good. in so many eighteen-year-olds yeah. and youngsters. Yeah. That hey, we're eighteen, we need to live. Yeah. We need to live, and we need to experience this part of life. Yeah. Listen, you would much rather, let me tell you one thing, I'm a 27 year old, yeah, right? Man. You would much rather at the age of 27, yeah. get in whenever you want, yeah. get on a plane and hop to another country do and again. experience that. You would much rather do that and, you know, you would much rather give your mother, mm. let's say like, like for example, in my, in my example, yeah. my father passed away yeah, a year and a half ago, so my mom lives alone now, yeah, right, with myself. So, I'm able to Pick her up and go. We recently went to Tanzania. Yeah. On did you go to get in? Did you go to, yeah, 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 that's good. Yeah. And I can do those things and we can live comfortable. You would much rather do that yeah. than to go cinemas three times a week on 18. <laughs> yeah, because it's the meaningful experience, isn't it? Trust like me. the, the differences between this one is like you say, when you're 18 and you're just cinema, that's like brief. In passing enjoyment, where this one is more meaningful exactly. and it's more lasting, like enduring, because now you can look back in that in several years of the experience of your mom and the different countries, like a more meaningful and enduring rather than the brief, fleeting enjoyment. Exactly. Which you forget about it anyway, you won't even remember it. Anyway. Yeah. Exactly. No, exactly. Mashallah, yeah. And you know, look, at the age of 18, yeah. okay, and I'm talking for all youngsters, no, so of course, you want to be right? What I said is, you can, it's all about living a fulfilled life. Yeah, okay? And it's, it's all about being happy. Yeah. Okay? Sa, sa, sa. Human happy and happiness. Being happy yeah. is all about alignment. Yeah. Okay? Sa. I feel too many youngsters nowadays yeah. do not know what they want from life. That's true. So what they do is they put themselves in a pool of people mm. where they can feel accepted. Right? Yeah. Though it may be going against what their thoughts of life of the future will be, yeah. They people just want to be accepted. And my message to those people mm-hmm. is find a group of people that share values 
yeah. of where you want to go so that you can feel accepted there. Yeah. Now, if you are an absolute bull and an absolute lion, mm. right, you may not even have to do that. Yeah. You may not even have to go there. But I'm just talking about the mass population. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, you, if, if you are in a certain group that's going out to cinema once yeah. every week, and then you're going out to do these things. You're trying out all these new drugs and you're trying out all these yeah. recreational things, right? Yeah. And there's no conscious progress mm. happening every day towards where you want to achieve. Yeah. As an entertainer, well, you should be crystal clear as to where you're going, right? Yeah. And if not, you need to take some time out yeah. to discover who you are and where you want to go. Because the sooner you become crystal clear on where you want to go, yeah, clarity, the yeah, more yeah. you can plan towards that. Yeah. And my message is, if you... Or 18, mm. and then you see the average 18 year old that go through the whole education. They do university with no mind, as in they do not know what university is going to contribute to their future. Yeah. I understand. Look, the amount of our youngsters in our community mm. right now that are just settling for business courses at like Sheffield Hallam University, yeah. and you ask them, what do you want to do in the future? And I guarantee you, yeah. I have not spoke to a single, yeah. single youngster yeah. studying. A business degree yeah. that can tell me crystal clear what they want to do in the future, not one. Yeah. So they're just doing it because with, they go with the flow. And then they, they can say they've got the a degree, flow. and they can say they've got a degree, the group, and they finish the uni and stuff the like group that. group mm. of people that they're with around, they need to, they're going to university, so they need to go university. Yeah, just to but fit in. It's, it's a whole array of problems happening here. Yeah. If you go to the other end of it as well, you've got parents. Mm. Parents mm. are actually one of the biggest problems of school children yeah. right now. Right, the old school parents need to live with the times, yeah. and that's 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 one thing that needs to change. So, do you think parents also influence to become a doctor, in, in, an engineer, like this kind of? If parents mm. are influencing their kids to become doctor, engineer, excellent, yeah, be fantastic, right? If you, but I'm saying that's the only thing they know, like because they like they wouldn't say like entrepreneur or do you get what I'm saying? So, okay. is it yeah? Right. How would you say they're obstacles then? What would you say is what, what would you say they how they're obstacles? Yeah. As a parent, right, if you tell your child and if you influence your child into becoming a doctor, into becoming an engineer, or something where when you go to uni, it teaches you a direct skill which you can apply in the workplace, mm. right? And there's a direct correlation between, hey, you need that degree for this job. Yeah. Right? And the kids are on board, excellent. That's good, yeah. Right? Okay. You do, you in that case, that's good parents. then. That's you good. Your job as yeah. a parent, right? You've done a great job. But if your child does not want to become anything that needs academia for them to get the job, mm-hmm. and you understand that, yeah, yeah. where you can't be an engineer, right, a mechanical engineer without having a mechanical engineering degree, yeah. you can't or become doctor, a or... surgeon without having a medicine degree, yeah. right? Yeah. But, but you can become a business owner without having a business degree. Mm-hmm. But also, it may be more beneficial for you mm-hmm. to go out there into the rugs in your youth and open something and test out concepts or work for a business yeah. so that you learn how a business is run before you go into university and get taught by a person that's never ever left a classroom. Yeah. So that in that case, then it's wrong. So you're saying in that kind of example, it's wrong to encourage them to go because there's no, there's no correlation between they need that. They could just come in here and ask you come and work for you or somebody else, an entrepreneur, and learn the ins and outs of a business, and they're doing it on a day-to-day, on a day-to-day, exactly. so they're learning the ins and outs exactly. more. This is more beneficial in correlation to their success. Exactly. Yeah. Now, where I feel parents are going wrong in, in, the, in relation to your point is, mm. they are saying, my, my daughter or my son needs a degree. 
Yeah. A degree qualifies them to become a, what we call a normal human. Yeah. A successful human <laughs> yeah. in our society. In the, in, the normal, in the normal sense of what's considered normal, yeah. And that is false. Because, you know, our education system, yeah. it has many, many upsides. Yeah. Okay? Our education system has many, many, many upsides. Yeah. Okay? But it also is regimented to one way of teaching. Yeah. And that is wrong. Yeah. Okay, but I see a world which is getting better, yeah. a world which is changing. Yeah. Like if you look at the world around us now, you've got Google opening their own university, you've got Microsoft opening their own yeah, university. Yeah, so there's different ways. Right? Yeah. You've got Tesla having their own organizations to educate people and yeah. educate the next generation. Yeah. And I believe the world is going towards that way where, you know what? No, we don't need to go to university. Yeah. We'd rather go and study at a corporate university. So on, on ex- you get the experience as well. You get the, like, like an apprenticeship. Because yeah. you don't get apprenticeship anymore, really. only a few kinds of jobs. And, and Ibrahim, just adding on to that point, yeah. Yeah, just to kind of yeah, seal that point up. Yeah. If your child does not, does it show signs of academic progress? Yeah. Okay. But at the same time, they don't have any sort of work ethic yeah. as to what, if you left the child alone, they would go out there and thrive and find a workplace for them to gain experience. Then, hey, Get that kid into university. He needs, he or she needs more time to discover themselves. Yeah. And the best way for them to get more time is to get into university. Yeah. Right. So and honestly, they, it's, yeah. it's 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 a relegation. So in that in that way, then yeah. So in that case, it's like that that would be a side benefit too. If because there was nothing else, it'd be worse than nothing. Exactly. In it. Yeah. Exactly. But it's it's a bad. It's a, it's it's a, it's, a, it's a last option. Yeah, last option. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. Go. If the if the child mm. is out there mm. thriving. On their part-time jobs, yeah, okay, and their mindsets are going towards a certain way that when they are really want to do this, when they are really want to achieve and grow something or whatever, yeah, then you have to trust that child, yeah, and let that child go into a workplace whilst you guide them, mm. and the parents really have to come on the same vision, yeah, and not alienate the child and sit back and say, "Ha, you do it." And let me wait until you fail. Yeah, yeah. It's but a, instead, yeah. work with that child. The child needs to become a plumber, for example. Hey, listen, we're in the trade here where we have to get gas man, electrician, and plumbers out. Trust yeah. me, some of these guys are earning more than doctors. Yeah, yeah. Okay? Better, yeah, and yeah. this is a misconception out there. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, the amount of friends that I have that are pharmacists, yeah. right? Ibrahim, you're from that generation. Yeah. How, how if, if, if a pharmacist yeah. walked into a room of, 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 of of our people from our family, yeah. how respectable that person be? In, to be honest with you, it's not considered. A, it depends on the like. I don't know about the, a, like you say Pakistani, but the Somalian like they, they only consider doctors and stuff like that, okay. so they're not really. Well, it's in the Pakistani community, as, as a as a pharmacist, you are respected. Yeah, but it's seen as a very very high achievement. Right? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, let me tell in you Somali, else. they just consider doctors, engineers, and lawyers. Yeah. but I don't know what I'm saying. But let me tell you something yeah. else: the amount of pharmacists. Mm. I know that are my very, very good friends yeah. that are thinking of leaving the trade because all they see, all they have realized is this is just a transactional job. There's no difference than selling Starburst and a bottle of milk behind a counter. Yeah. They're doing this. So they lost their passion, would you they say? They lost their passion. Yeah. Because it's packaged in such a nice way, mm. but when you actually do it, it's not pushing us to our potential. Yeah. So, oh, okay. So they, they found they're not stimulating or not challenging, which has made them to lose. But even though they get that respect in, in, in like you say, in certain communities, they get the respect of that title. 
but they're not finding it fulfillment. Exactly. So yeah, exactly. so yeah, it depends. So what would you say? So so going back to that, you say for for the young kids, because I was triggered as an eighteen-year-old woman, and yeah, <laughs> which is, which is a great because I was, I wanted to know like how you discover your passion. It's a topic I will do in the future. Like I was thinking to do that anyway. But so we would say to to discover a young for a young person or young people, you would say discover who you truly are. And if you don't know, take time out to think, to think, just summarizing some of that process, to think and get clarity on what you actually want. And if your friends and people are against it, then go with your heart and follow and pursue. That's what I would say. Exactly. And yeah. be comfortable being by yourself yeah. to figure out what you want to what do. What you want to do. Okay. Guys, that's it for today's episode. Inshallah, we will continue with our conversation with our dear brother Chef Khan in next week's episode. And please do remember that the habits of the heart, habits of the mind, habits of the soul and the habits of the body do matter. They shape our existing and our future in this life and the year after. And you don't decide your future, you decide your habits and your habits will decide your future. Please always keep that in mind and please if you found this beneficial, do me a favour and share it with family and friends. And until the next episode, inshallah. Take care and I wish you success in this life and the hereafter. And I ask Allah to give us all Rabbanatina fi dunya hasanatan wa fil akhirat hasanatan wa qina adab al-nar. Oh Allah, give us good in this life and the hereafter. And safeguard us from the punishment of the hellfire. Ameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.